0: This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Slavery and involuntary servitude are illegal in California, but our state constitution has an exception to that rule involving the state's prison system. As KQED politics reporter Guy Maserati explains, some state lawmakers want to change that.
1: Unlike most states, California still allows involuntary servitude as punishment for a crime, Solano County Assemblywoman Lori Wilson calls prison labor a modern-day form of slavery.
0: Every incarcerated person currently gets assigned to specific work without choice in the type of job or work schedules when they enter prison.
1: Banning involuntary servitude was a top recommendation made last year by a California task force studying reparations for African Americans.
0: The allowance of slavery in our prisons disproportionately impacts Black people those of a community still impacted by the aftermath of slavery in our country.
1: The proposal would change California's constitution, so it requires support from two-thirds of the state legislature and then a majority of California voters. And getting through the Assembly and Senate won't be easy. A similar bill failed last year after opposition from Governor Gavin Newsom's Department of Finance, which warned of billions of dollars in new costs to the state's prison system if the change led to inmates getting minimum wage for their labor. For The California Report, I'm Guy Marzorati.
0: A new bill introduced in the state Senate would set the minimum wage for healthcare workers at $25 an hour. The legislation, SB-525, would cover a wide range of jobs, caregivers, medical assistants, maintenance workers, and even doctors in residency. Advocates say low wages cause high turnover in a workforce already stressed by the pandemic. Union organizer and imaging technologist Georgette Bradford says there's not much incentive for people to stay in these jobs.
2: They can get paid the same or more with a less stressful, less risky job in retail or food service. Those of us who have not left are stretched to the breaking point, trying to cover the work and the patient care that used to be handled by two or three other workers.
0: State data show at least 70% of health care support workers are people of color and nearly 85% are women. Who has had this problem? Your laptop or smartphone isn't working, but the idea of repairing it yourself seems impossible because you can't get replacement parts and repair instructions from manufacturers, like, say, Apple. Well, after past attempts to pass it have failed, a right to repair bill has been reintroduced in Sacramento. If passed, it's supposed to make it easier and cheaper to get electronics you own fixed. I talked about the bill with Sander Cushion with the consumer advocacy group CalPIRG. We met outside a big box electronics store here in L.A. What would this right of repair legislation do for the people of California?
3: For one, it would save consumers money. People are fed up with buying a $1,000 device and having to replace it after a couple years. So by passing this Right to Repair Act, there would be more opportunities for consumers to get their things fixed instead of buying completely new. How would it do that? So right now, um, because there is a lack of access to Parts and tools and the manuals that we need to fix things. Um, a lot of manufacturers can keep a sort of monopoly on the repair process. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar going into the Apple store, for example, and being told, oh, your battery's kaput, that's $500. I am aware of that. Yep, yep. So it doesn't have to be that way. If we made, if we passed this law, if we made the parts and tools available, then Consumers could fix them themselves, but even more importantly, independent repair shops could do the repairs at a cheaper price. Do you think that
0: monopoly on repair is done on purpose by tech companies, or is it just kind of their corporate culture thinking, people just want to buy the new, bright, shiny new thing anyway instead of repairing what they got?
3: Yeah, I think, unfortunately, it is intentional in a lot of situations. Um, At the end of the day, they can make more money if they keep repair internal um, or even more so just encourage people to buy new. Um, We also know that a lot of these big companies actively lobby against laws like the Right to Repair Act, um, which shows that they are fighting against a lot of what a lot of consumers want
0: CalPerg has released this report card uh, ranking different companies and how easy or hard it is for their products to be repaired by outside parties. I notice a very famous California company, Apple, has the lowest grade, a D. Why are they so low?
3: Yeah, Apple received the worst score for both phones and laptops. And it's because, A, their devices are very hard to disassemble, and B they actively lobby against right to repair legislation.
0: So just practically, it is harder, much harder to make a self-repair on, say, an Apple phone or laptop than it would be,
3: I don't know, a Dell. Yes. Yeah, that's one of the main findings from our report.
0: Along with big tech standing in the way of some of this, do you think it's also just a cultural problem that a lot of us kind of We've lost the self-repair gene, and a lot of us don't even think about making our own repairs, right, compared to the past. Do you think that's kind of an issue we have to grapple with as a society, too?
3: Yeah, I think that is part of the reality that we're living in. But also, if people were given the option to repair their things, if they had access to the parts and tools, I think there would be a complete revival and reversal in that way. I think people are ingenuitive. They want to repair their things. They want the freedom to fix their own devices. Um, it's just you know, it's totally American thing to do, right? So um, even though it's not maybe the standard right now, if we're able to just normalize it, pass legislation to kind of get the ball rolling, I anticipate we'll see a lot more self-repair, independent repair, um, and it'd be for the benefit of everyone.
0: That's Sander Cushion of the consumer advocacy group CalPerg, which supports passing right-to-repair legislation in California. And that's this edition of the California Report for Thursday, February 16th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks for listening, and have a great morning.
2: Support for the California Report comes from Stanford HealthCare, where their greatest reward is a healthy patient. Paint Care, now with 846 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone?